This Lcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Another episode of the Cellcast. In this corner, weighing in at 70 tons, as tall as a mountain, and gets uh it gets confused with King Gorge. Welcome, Jacob! Roar! <laughs> Why thank you very much! Let's slam up! And let me use the other guy in the other corner! He's big. He's got spikes. He's got a large tail. And he just wants a suplex a monster. Welcome, Drew! I have no remark on this. <laughs> reaction to this. Anyway, also in the other corner, we have joining us on the Cellcast for the very first time. He's a man who has, he's a, as tall as a mountain, as wide as a tree, I don't know. And uh, he somehow survived being launched into space. Welcome, Nate Marchand! Hey-o! How are you doing? <laughs> I'm oh, doing man. fine. How about yourselves? <laughs> fair to meddling. Fair to meddling. Oh, dude. This is going to be a good episode. I just know it. Just <laughs> know it. still playing. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Before we get too far, you know, so how, how are y'all doing? I mean, this is the start of season four, and we haven't well, had Nathan it? on before, so. <laughs> yes. Official. My, it's the first review of season four, so that sounds like the start of it to me. Alrighty. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So before we get going into this too far, we do have. What is oh, it, no. We got a message from one of our patrons. What? Josh sent us a message, and you're just telling me about this now? Seriously? You thought it would be funny to play it during the show. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, Dila, go ahead and play the message. All right. So let me get this straight. Y'all finally get to a pro wrestling movie, and you don't invite me, the pro wrestling guy, to help you review it? (laughs) You know, I have half a mind to... You know what? It's cool. We're good. I wouldn't be able to be there anyway. I got some weird invitation in the mail to some place called Rhyme City. Something about experiencing Pokemon like I never have before. I don't know. Anyway, have fun trying to figure out the wrestling references without me. Oh, <laughs> and by the way, before I forget, the answer to this week's trivia question is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 and the Willoughbys. <sighs> Yeah, the trivia question was, what this was this being Terry Crews's third animated film? What were what, what was one of the other two? And he kind of just stole the answer outright from under me. Uh, we did have some other people who uh, answered that question. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thank you, Josh. We look forward to you on a future future episode. So uh, we also had B. Sheffield uh, get it, get the answer correct with uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And uh, Stephanie Russell got it, uh, remarking, remarking that she actually, uh, uh, he actually replaced Mr. T from the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. But of course, Josh was the only one who also got The Willoughbys, which was a Netflix animated movie. Ah, so yeah. 
That's Very how cool. That went. So, Jacob, now that we have finished the trivia question, I think it's time for the interrogation. Yes. Interrogation? Yes. There's interrogation here. <laughs> All right, oh, so- boy. Jimmy? Jim- oh, well. <laughs> Actually, let me say, first, we need to let everybody know, not only do we have D-Lit here with us, but we also have my intrepid producer. And his name is John Cena! How long does that sound clip go for? can't begin to tell you how long I've been sitting on that joke. Isn't that right, Jimmy? Oh, calm down. Oh, you do, you don't know how much I wished he was in this movie because I was going to play the same joke in the cast list. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat you to it. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's another John Cena movie we can do at some point. Oh, so. yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. What are you, what you gonna do when Natamania runs wild on you? Natamania, yeah. nice. Oh my gosh. Anytime you're ready. Jacob. Jimmy, don't ruin my fun right now, okay? Jeez. Wes, I let you fly me here in Uber Mogura and you want to be a producer? This isn't even our show. You're just better be consider yourself lucky oh. that you're even here. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right so now let's go, go flirt with d lit or something because you got to think for ai i don't think she likes the idea of being flirted with <laughs> well apparently jimmy does Ugh, oh wow okay that's gonna be awkward <laughs> uh, she doesn't sound happy <laughs> she's not uh i don't think she's had much time to actually deal with uh other people Oh, outside of, oh. Outside of the, the two of us. So I don't know how she feels about love interests yet. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let me tell you, uh, I still haven't figured out how Jimmy sur- miraculously survived the infamous war in space. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when he's tried to tell me how he did it and he couldn't figure out exactly what happened, I'm like, you know what? I almost don't care anymore. And I, but I have to say, I think it messed with his brain a little bit because, like I said, he has this weird fascination with AI. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. At least, at least Dealers pulled us out of the digital firing pan when we got finished with Digimon Try the Movies. Yeah. I, barely... I've heard about this. I've been trying to catch up on your latest episode. Sounds yeah. like you guys had quite the adventures, which just, just a little I bit. Relate. A little. Just a little. <laughs> Yeah, oh I haven't been God. sucked into the digital world, but you know, as I'm still Drew I'm mentioned, still I have out. been shot into space. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm still trying to figure out how we didn't get stepped on by Metal Seedramon, though it came close. Yeah, that is true. Crush, squished, whatever, eaten, blasted, whatever. Thank the Lord, Dealus got Dealit got us out of there. Yeah, thank you, well, Obviously, yes. All right. So interrogate. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, I work (laughs) on an island full of monsters. I have experience with dodging kaiju. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes sense. sense. (laughs) Among other things I've heard from that show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling if I I ever get the chance to visit Monster Island, stay away from the mushrooms. Oh, no, 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 no mushrooms. 
No mushrooms. The Matango are locked up in the island's basement for a reason. And if you've seen Dr. Dorif, you understand why he's the only one who bothers to have any interaction with him, with them. I kind of ah. got that feeling while listening to your show. Ah. Anyway, we, yeah. we've kind of tiptoed around the interrogation. <laughs> yes, we, we have. do it? All right. So as our, list, our normal listeners know, we, whenever we have a guest, we do a torture or rather not torture, but more interrogation of yes. what our inspiring guest knows about animation and what their love and desire of animation. Uh, is. Oh, really? But, you yes. realize, you realize what I survived last year with my Orwellian overlords. Yeah. You can't do anything to me. Oh, okay. All right. Challenge I, accepted. I was about to say. Let's bring it, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Nathan. A rock so, says. All right. <laughs> so, growing up, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Thundercats. Ho! Oh! Yes. <laughs> that was one of one of them anyway. When oh, I was I absolutely love Thundercats. Yeah, when I was a very wee lad, my top three were Transformers, Thundercats, and G.I. Joe. Nice. Oh, okay. And then when I got a little bit older, I, I really loved Beast Wars. Oh, oh yes. I love Beast Wars. Uh, Beast, Beast Wars War. and the, obviously Godzilla the series. So, uh, yes. yeah. Still working through Godzilla the series myself. Oh, mm. my gosh. Well, I kind of have to because somebody who was featured on that show is now my new boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How is he? Well, so far he he's not quite the Orwellian overlord that the old bosses were, but he does like getting favors from people. I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, is he? Uh, he he's kind of a I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Oh, okay. Kind of guy. Okay, so, one of those kind of. So I need to watch my back around him like I would around a Ferengi. You bet. <laughs> Except I, he's more likely to say, "Here, I will give you. Uh, I will give you some money." Now, when I need you, I'm going to call you. Lovely, oh, fun, lovely. Hey, I need you to take a hit out for me. So, like, really just be shush, shush, and here's a here's a briefcase. Go on, do your job, and be okay. All right, we'll be okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. So back to the interrogation. Yes. All Are right. You? Question two. All right. So, um, getting real with the you I mean, like you have a love for kaiju. You have a love, obviously, for Power Rangers. So, what brought about the machination of your glorious podcast to talk about kaiju, everything kaiju, and then Power Rangers? <laughs> Uh, that's a little bit of an involved story. Should have watched Kaiju Kim's stream the other night when I was on. But uh, to put it succinctly, I was on a friend's podcast and ended up talking with another. It was there was a milestone episode for him, and I was one of several regular guests that they had on. And so they had a couple of us on, and they had, uh, unbeknownst to me, they had us talk about GMK. Uh, which was a Godzilla film, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Ka uh, giant monsters all out attack, because we're not going to give that thing a new title at all. Don't look at <laughs> me. I love the title. So yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and then at the end, he, he said, uh, 
he jokingly said, uh, well, one of the hosts jokingly said, hey, you guys should start your own podcast. A few months later, we got into the planning stages to actually make it happen. And then we made it happen. And I was on that show for a little less than a year. And then we, my co-host and I ended up parting ways because reasons. And then a year later, uh, I'm really abridging this so we can get to the topic at hand because there's a lot involved with it. Yeah. And then a year later, I, I took a vacation to Monster Island and found out that there was an opening there for a film curator. So I decided, you know what? How about I, how about I work here? This will be fun. And then th- the more I started delving into it, like, you know what? There's a lot of cool information and everything. I- I'm going to put my master's degree to good use here. So I'm going to start a radio show talking about <laughs> these films as I go and grab them out of the film vault. And so the rest is history. All right. So that you're on a monster Island. Yes. Like, all right. So if you had to, your two podcasts, three. if you, I if have you, three actually. You have th- okay. You have three. I didn't know about the third. Yeah. What is this third, third podcast? Henshin men. Henshin men. Okay. A podcast uh, about the appreciation of Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. All right. But mostly so far, it's been the first season of common Rider. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Because common Rider is long. <laughs> <laughs> How long is Kamen Rider? 98 like, episodes. Yeah. Wow. And I'm behind on listening to that show because I'm trying to watch the, the actual show while I'm listening. So right. I so, understand. I totally, totally understand. But yeah, those were a couple of my podcast friends who they each wanted to start a spinoff show. The, their names are Travis and Michael. They run a mm-hmm. show called Kaiju Weekly. And uh, they were some of the first podcasters that I started connecting with in the larger community. They were the first show to actually have me on as a guest. And so they each wanted to start a spinoff show. And they had a list of people that they were considering for co-hosts. And I was the one who said yes to both. So (laughs) there you go. All right. Good deal. So I'm going to do something a little different. We've never done this before. Oh, right. snap. Yeah. I okay. Say, I'm worried now because I don't know what you're doing. Okay. Yes. Of course. Jimmy, that's be the fun I know part. you have prepared me well. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be told Drew this. This is going to be fun. I'm worried about this. All right. So, Nathan, choose oh, a. Needlet's kind of worried about this also. Huh? Needlet's worried about this. Oh, okay. Also. Okay. Well, it's going to be fun. All right. Nathan. I'm glad you understand her because <laughs> all I hear is old 8 bit video game. I'm apparently the only one who can understand her. And it's not that I understand her beeps. It's just, it translates in my head, but nobody else's. I don't get it. Well, uh, the funny thing is, and I, I, this is one of the things that makes it complicated. I under, uh, you know, people in the studio, uh, the KIJU studio on Monster Island, we can understand Jimmy, but nobody on the air can understand him. I'm telling you, man, you need to fix your microphone. I'm just, I don't know. It's kind of an I am Groot situation after a while. You Pretty kind much. Of know what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's, it's a Jet, that's Jet Jaguar because Jet oh, will that, pop in on true. occasion. And I kind of understand Jet. I mostly rely on Jimmy to translate the Jet Jaguar speak. But anyway. Right. <laughs> All right. So, Nathan, I need you to pick just one. Like, who? what is your favorite kaiju? Just actual favorite kaiju. Your favorite, favorite kaiju. Problem is that the, uh, the there is an answer for that, but it's way too obvious. So I'm not going to go with the obvious, even though it's technically true. Okay. <laughs> is it the one that's above Jacob's head? Yes. <laughs> so 
Godzilla. Godzilla. I'm not going to Godzilla. pick that one, nor am I okay. going to pick any of the big three. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm not. So I'm going to skip all the obvious choices and go with Angerus. Angerus. Ah, Angerus. I have no idea what that character is. <laughs> He's an Ankylosaurus with a big spiky back. Oh, okay. All right. He's, so he's like the Godzilla equivalent of a giant Lego. Okay. <laughs> you step on it, it hurts your foot. Ow. And okay. He can, and he can roll up like an armadillo. Ah, okay. We wouldn't know anything about armadillos around here. No. <laughs> Definitely where we're from. I All forget right, so, where uh, where are we again? Jimmy this, didn't tell me where we were going. Texas. You just sent him the coordinates and we came. Yeah. This he's is still, you know, I, I'm amazed we had space to park U Uber Mogra at this right. point. Right. Honestly, in this apartment complex, I'm not surprised you had a hard time finding a place to park. Yeah, no, we are in a in a we are at Studio B, aka my apartment, and uh, we're in, in northern East Texas. In northern East Texas, oh, in Texas, literally two hours away from Dallas, and I mean both the city and the host of Geek Devotions. <laughs> ah, pretty much. Well, you no uh, you'll be interested you to know, fellas. That there is a guy who just started working on the island who is from Texas. Uh, really? Now. Yes. He's in charge of public relations. His name is Darius R. Gold. Okay. okay. Apparently like he the... is a cowboy and a big game hunter. And he likes to brag. Ah, so, okay. I mean, don't all Texans? That is true. That is a Texas trait. Yes. <laughs> Either way. All right. So, Drew. Knowing your love of Power Rangers are the uh, Japanese equivalent. What Super is Sentai. Super Sentai. Thank you. <laughs> what is your favorite Zord? Are you asking me? I'm this asking is a Drew. Mean question. <laughs> yes. This is a very mean question because the obvious is, of course, Dragon Zord. Okay. But I feel like I should be picking like like Nathan. I feel like I should be picking a different one. Okay. I just don't know what that would be right off the top of my head. I can tell you what one of mine Falcon is. Zord. I'll go Falcon Zord. Falcon Zord. Oh. oh, Falcon Zord. Interesting. Oh, the other Zord that Tommy pilots. I got it. <laughs> but, I mean, technically, it, anyway. Anyways. All right. Although so I've I also discovered that there are several Falcon Zords, so you may have to specify. There I are. was a kid when Power Rangers was new. Deal with it. <laughs> the white Falcon You know what Zord. that's called, Drew? Being old. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, when I saw that we were getting close to the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers, I felt very old. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, I am savage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I deserve every savage. Bit of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all right. So between, all right. Remind me again, Nathan. What was your choice? Oh, Angiris. for best for favorite Zord? No, for your uh, kaiju. Oh, Angiris. 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 So against Falcon Zord. Falcon Zord. Okay. Who wins? <laughs> oh, mother! <laughs> I have no clue. No, uh, this is Falcon Zord by itself. Correct. Yeah. No be, combining yeah, or anything. It has no other help. I'm guessing. Uh, well, you can always call for help. That's I, not fair. That's not okay. fair. Okay, no calling for help. No calling okay. for help, then. It's, Falcon you know, Zord by itself? Okay, it has the advantage of flight. It has the advantage of missiles. Uh-huh. 
but it has been proven that Angerus, his back, can take just about anything, and he's also capable of bouncing around and uh, actually hitting things in midair. So depending on the altitude of Falcon Zord, it might have to go to Angerus. Ah, what do you think, Drew? I'm actually going to go with this as well. Okay. <laughs> because all honesty, I, Dragon Zord would have had a chance. Okay. Dragon Zord would win. Dragon Zord, yeah, would, Dragon win, Zord would win. If we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, Falcon okay. Zord, Dragon uh, Zord would no. If it was Dragon Zord, it would win because Dragon Zord is basically Mechagodzilla and Mechagodzilla almost killed Angerus. Yeah. Very true. Very cool. So I just want to do something a little different, something we normally don't do. And I was like, yep. oh, okay, that'd be a fun idea. It yes, totally, you that, guys didn't uh, know. Actually, this the guys, awesome. my friends at Kaiju Weekly do something kind of like this. I call it Kaiju Clash. And <laughs> <laughs> they haven't done it in a while, though. Wow. But okay. Usually the debate goes a heck of a lot longer because neither one of them want to concede. <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see that. It's just I, here I, I am. Look, I just make one argument, and Drew's like, "Yep, you're right." Oh, okay. <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, I'm looking at it and thinking, "Okay, yeah, he's got the missiles. Sure. The only other thing he might be able to do is maybe grab Angiris by the tail if he's got enough speed, and maybe get him up to, I don't know, up high, and then drop him from a large distance." Uh Angiris has survived that. Yeah, and that's kind of why I thought, yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea either. So. So Falcon Zord just became a it's low enough. Angerus could jump around, curl up into a ball, and actually get enough momentum to hit him. Because uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm get, uh, I don't know how good Tommy's piloting skills are, but for some odd reason, fighter pilot, uh, you know, fighter pilots love to fly low enough that a kaiju can literally smack them out of the air. I don't understand this tactic. So I don't either. Me either. All right. So getting back to the. Uh, interrogation, as we oh, were before. No. All right. So, say, how many questions did you have tonight? Oh, just four. Okay. Oh. All right. So, what was there? The... Are five lights? <laughs> no, there are four lights. <laughs> four lights. Uh. All right. So, what was the the first animated movie you saw in theaters, Ethan? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, nice good. one. That's good. That's good. That is solid. I, I still wish I'd seen that one in theaters. It was a bit terrifying, let me Yeah, I can imagine. imagine it was. I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. I still say that scene where they dipped the animated shoe in the goo. Oh, was, my gosh. That was, was terrifying as a kid. Ever put on television, on movies, on film. That was nuts. But anyway. All right. So, oh, my gosh. That 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 been amazing to watch. How old were you when you watched that in theaters me yeah way too young <laughs> way too young okay fair enough okay my my first um, uh remembered experience in theaters was watching the land before time oh good grief i was probably like like four years old that's oh a different that movie is a different kind of intense yeah agreed and here I am going, yeah, my first movie in the theaters was The Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Which really, when you get to the future stuff. <laughs> that that is a good movie. We, we reviewed, I think at this point, we reviewed think, all three well, of those yeah, films we reviewed already. all three of these films already. Yeah, so go check them out in our, our archives. So, last little bit of interrogation, trivia, whatever you want to call this segment. 
So, Nathan, you're trapped on Monster Island like you normally are, apparently. Oh, there's so, a lot on Monster Island. I'm just that telling is you. true. Yeah. There's a so, resort. There's a scientific facility, plenty of kaiju, library, all kind of things there. All right. So let's use the hypothetical that one of the kaiju got like loose and started destroying everything. You had to hide in a bunker until oh, no. this. Huh? I said, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So if you had one animated series, one animated series to withstand the barrage of water kaiju is trying to destroy the island and try to eat you like a snack. Oy. What it, what animated series is that going to be? Oh, why would you do this to me? Because I have so, I'm like, do I want nostalgia? Do I want really good stuff? Do I want anime? Do I want Western animation? I can't decide. Ah, uh, twist well, my arm. You must choose. Uh, uh, no, twist my arm. This is a wrestling movie. Twist my arm now. <laughs> Pick oh, one. Twist. Roroni Kenshin. Roroni Kenshin. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, now we have be like you have been released from your um, interrogation. In interrogation, and what well, all you survived. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know we have news because I've seen the yes. news today that popped yes. that dropped today. We're not used to I'm not used to having news that dropped. No, today that was recording. that was a good surprise. All right, so, so quickly, quickly, we don't have too much time. All right, go through the news. All right, so the news uh Disney Pixar just released a new trailer and a new poster for their upcoming film, Lightyear. Uh it's set, set it is set to go in theaters. There again, it is a Pixar film. Let's remind everybody. Disney has not been kind to Pixar films since onward, unfortunately. That is true. Oh, that makes me so angry. Uh-huh. Yeah, we I not, love Pixar. I'm turning red for turning red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So it has a set theater release in air quotes for June 17th, 2022. It is based off the beloved uh obviously Toy Story Universe, uh, starring our everyone's beloved Buzz Lightyear, voiced by oddly enough by Chris Evans. Okay, did you hear any? I of am one hundred and ten percent behind this. Yes. Yeah. And what's interesting, if you listen, watch that trailer, you can hear a lot more of Buzz's lines this time. Oh yeah, it sounds like he's mixing Tim Allen with uh, uh who who was the voice in Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, he's Kronk in Emperor's New Groove. What is his name? Oh. Uh, uh Brad Garrett? Brad no. Garrett. I thought it was Brad Garrett. No, Brad Garrett was not Kronk. Oh, okay. David Warburton. Dave Warburton. Oh, okay. oh, Patrick oh, Warburton. Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Thank you. My apologies. Patrick Thank Warburton. you. It sounds like they mixed both of the he mixed both of those voices together to make his voice for this. All right. So yes, that so okay. So this is technically they're getting air quotes to reach theaters June 17th. So I'm hoping and praying this movie actually gets a theater release and doesn't go strictly to Disney Plus. I am Come on, well, Disney. That's, I am. Uh, that release date's a few weeks before my birthday. Guess who's renting one of the denim theaters back on Monster <laughs> Island for this movie? <laughs> this guy. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So apparently it is official. The final uh, nominations across apparently 23 categories for the 94th and um, Academy Awards have been released. 
And so I wanted to go through real quick the best animated feature and just give you a rundown of who, who has been nominated. It has not been officially like who's won yet. Not that I know of. I might be wrong. We got like a month before if the Academy win- Awards. If they, yeah, I was going to say if the winners had been announced, we would know. Yeah, yeah that is true. So either way. The right. internet's already annoyed at who's on the list for all of the Academy Awards. <laughs> Very so true. Uh, Isn't the everybody also needs to be reminded that the Academy Awards don't mean nearly as much as they want you to think they do. Oh, completely uh, I, agree. Because yeah, I personally don't care. <laughs> yeah. But either way, so I just want to give our audience a little snippet of what's going on. So best anime feature, obviously, Encanto. Um, Encanto actually had a lot of different nominations. Agree. It has a ton of nominations this year. And um, to some degree, I agree. I agree with them. <laughs> All right. So a movie called Flea. I've never heard of this film. Uh, Luca, we've reviewed, we did a reaction to Luca. We have not done a full review. We have not done a review. It was good. You got to get your token Pixar in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you got, we've mentioned a Disney and a Pixar, and Mm -hmm. there's another Disney on there because Ryan the Last Dragon's on there. Yes, that is true. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which we did a reaction to. We reacted on that one. Yes. And it's finally going to theaters. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I was just saying that. Be like, it was it was great watching it, but now it's going to theaters. Okay, I'm what sorry. Do you put I'm... Pixar films back in theaters. <laughs> yeah, put all three Pixar films back in theaters. Heck, put Onward back in theaters. It didn't get to stay in theaters enough. That is true. But finally and foremost, like Drew said before, uh, Ray and the Last Dragon is the up uh, for the category of best animated film. Now, curious of the films you have watched, Drew. Ray and the th- Last Dragon. Okay. <laughs> that's the one that should win because that's still my favorite of everything that's on the list. I completely agree. I have one very important question. What's that? Why is Bell not on this list? That is a very, mm-hmm. very good question. I wish I'd seen Bell, but it wasn't showing anywhere around here. I did see Bell. It played on the island. Uh, it's oh. fantastic. Oh, okay. I make you cry good. Why is it not nominated? Bell. Is it because it was released in January? I think Maybe. so, because uh, it was it was released in January in Japan, wasn't it? That would technically put it on the next year, which means it'll be forgotten about because that is so true. many good films that are released in January that they forget about. That is so true. All right, so that is all I have for in the news. Anyway, yes, which means we need to get into our spoiler-free review, finally, of yes. the movie Rumble. And since, Nate, you are our guest, you get to go first. What are your spoiler-free thoughts on Rumble? <sighs> so... I went into this not 100% sure what to expect. I knew it was going to be about kaiju and pro wrestling, mm-hmm. which sounded like a good mix. I'm I'm okay with this mix. And spoiler-free thoughts, I was a little surprised to see what studios were involved with this. I didn't I should have known it would have been a WWE Films production. Yeah. But I was also surprised to find out that Walden Media had a hand in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, despite all of my talk about Kaiju, something that I also really love is C.S. Lewis. And I liked Walden Media's Nardia movies for the most part. So, uh, and I even, like got most to interview the, I even got to interview the head of the studio at one point. Oh, nice job. So nice. I was like, oh, you guys are involved in this too. But I will admit to you, spoiler free, I have been way 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 too spoiled by the likes of pixar so now basically any other 
animated movie, particularly something like this, if it comes around, if it's nowhere close to Pixar, I feel a little bit disappointed. And I kind of had a little bit of that today. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I can right. understand that. Yep. Jacob, your spoiler-free thoughts? Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on Rumble. I thought it was a pretty good film. Be like, it had, it's got its problems. It's got some glaring problems, which we'll get to in our, our <laughs> the dislikes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I mean, like animation wise, it was pretty good. It kind of reminded me of like an early 2000s, uh, the CG, when CG became uh, Disney's go-to style of animation. It's in some regards. Be like, nowhere near the, the be like, yeah, I would definitely say the early aughts of animation for Disney, kind of that same style in a way, because it, it it in a way it looked like a Disney film, but it didn't have the feel of a Disney film. Yeah. But there again, not comparing these films to like Tangled, because Tangled, I love Tangled to death. For our listeners, no, I love Tangled. <laughs> Uh, no, no, really. Yeah, this is a Paramount animation, which yes. I don't know how many movies they've actually made. So I, because uh, I thought three. at first it was DreamWorks, and it's not. No, no, no. They, they uh, Paramount Animation has had this is their third animated, their, their third film. Uh -huh. The other two were the were most recent SpongeBob SquarePants movies. That oh. makes sense. <laughs> that makes okay. sense. Sponge on the Run and what was it? Sponge Out of Water was the name yeah. of the other one? I don't yeah, remember. Sponge Out of Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Sponge yeah. Out of Water and Sponge on the Run. I just I had it here. I don't know why I didn't read it off my notes. Yeah. There are parts of this film I really enjoyed, and the other parts is more like, okay, you're really getting on my nerves about this one issue, and it's bugging the crap out of me. So yeah, we will get to that when we get to there. Yeah. Uh like we used to say in a, a former podcast we were part of. Yes. Um so yeah, be like if you like wrestling, it might be up your alley. That's the other thing. This is a bit more wrestling than it is kaiju. Agreed. Okay, so jumping in on that, let me give my spoiler-free thought right quick. Go for it. Because this movie, I feel at least for me, suffered from what I call the the uh, cola conundrum. You know, when you get when someone hands you a glass, uh, like a, a red solo cup, and it's obviously filled with a soda you look at it i look at it and think oh someone's nice and giving me a coke but then i take a drink and it's dr pepper dr pepper's <laughs> not bad <laughs> but when i'm glad i am not alone in my disdain for dr pepper no here's the thing i i will oh shut up jimmy i don't care if you like it dr pepper for me is like if i i, I will drink dr pepper long before i'll drink pepsi i would hmm. dr pepper is at least if, if if I go to a place that's a Pepsi restaurant, I can at least drink a Dr. Pepper or I'll just drink water because that's healthier. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I really have no problem with either one, but I assume because Coke is my favorite that someone's handing me a glass with bubbling brown liquid that it must be a Coke, but I take a drink and it's a little <laughs> sweet because it's Dr. Pepper. And that's kind of what this movie is. I was going in expecting, you know, I was expecting the wrestling and I was expecting the kaiju. I was just expecting it to be a little bit more balanced in that and not just be a wrestling movie that happened to star Kaiju. True-ish monsters. Hmm. But yeah. None so, of those come on. By the way, none of those Kaiju are on the island, although they occasionally come and perform. I, I did not know y'all had a ring there. Huh. 
We have a lot of things on the island. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, right. I think that means we need to hit our intermission right quick. Uh, so join us on the other side of the bumpers, and we will get to spoiling this thing. Don't forget that you can download. Download? Don't forget that you can't. Hang on. Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Each week on Stunning and Brave, hosts Chris Cowan of the Babylon Bee and Nate Henderson of Some Boring Budgeting Job confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. Jimmy makes a good point. It's Grogu, not Baby Yoda. I recorded that, I think, after actually that had been announced, but I was trying to be nice at the time and not spoil anything for certain people who have not yet caught up, who are still a year behind to this very day. Guilty. (laughs) Let me tell you, let me tell you, you want to get on my intrepid producer's bad side? Like that, talk about the prequels. I mm. try not to. <laughs> the closest I get is the Clone Wars TV show. He's okay with the Clone Wars TV show, but do not speak to him of the movies. Ah, don't look at me. I think Jar Jar Binks should have been shot out of a cannon a long time ago. <laughs> oh, what was that again, Jimmy? Well, Jimmy, it's good to see you are a man of culture as well. Ah, yes. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Star Wars. No. No. No, In fact, I need to give the spoiler warning before we can jump into Rumble. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Rumble. Listener discretion is advised. And I should have my notes up. I'm keeping this in, by the way. All right. Rumble was written and directed by Hamish Grieve. 
whose only other directorial thing he's done was a seven-minute short called Hello, Charles. So this is technically his, or if this had made it to theaters, it would have been his theatrical movie debut. Ah. But uh, I remember uh, that hot minute when it was supposed to be a theatrical film. Yeah, we'll get yes. there. <laughs> uh, the end, but he also worked in the animation department for another movie involving monsters oh. and aliens. Really? Monsters versus Aliens. Oh, yes. Oh. The DreamWorks film. Yes. Yeah. That wonderful movie. Yes. We had opinions on that yes. episode. <laughs> Go listen to that episode whenever you get a chance. Yes. Uh, this was also written by Matt Lieberman, who wrote Scoob. Ray, Ray. <laughs> uh, this was based on the graphic novel Monster on the Hill by Rob Harrell. Huh. Really? This yes. is a comic book movie. This is based on a comic. This is a comic. Wow! Book movie. I have yet to be. I hadn't had a chance to go find it since uh, I found that out. So That's my mind my... is blown. This is on my to-do list. Wow. Okay. All right. Getting into the cast, we got. And, and I'm going to apologize on some of these names. I'm just going to say right now, because this first one, Geraldine Viswanathan. I'm fairly certain I just messed up. But anyway, she played Winnie. And in the something... Poo. Do what? I said the poo. Yes, the poo. Uh, and on in something called Emo the Musical, she played a character <laughs> named Jamali. Literally, that was the only interesting thing I saw on her list that I recognized. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't recognize it because there's nothing on her list I recognize. But I see something called Emo the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going to bring it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett is the voice of Rayburn Jr. Uh huh. And he is, of course, I, I at least mostly know him for playing Lego Batman on the Lego movies series. <laughs> Black screen. Yeah. All good, all important movies start with a black screen. DC, the house that Batman built. <laughs> Best line in the movie. Exactly. Okay. Uh, First Steven, try. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was the voice of Mark Remy, one of the announcers. And uh, he's all, he is actually an announcer for ESPN. Rough. But he also had a very long running role on General Hospital as someone named Brick. <laughs> okay, so I, I do have to tell a story really, really fast with that. I, I had a feeling. Oh, uh, of course, I got a story about everything. So, my my mom had a Chihuahua. They like two little Chihuahuas, but the bigger Yo one. Taco Bell. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Nibbles uh -oh. was his name. I think I need a bigger box. <laughs> <laughs> so Nibbles was very. He was he was my dog. I love the little dog death. Right. Unfortunately, he passed away. But uh, so. Nibbles apparently liked the general hospital theme, oh. like loved the theme. So whenever be like mom be watching the watching the uh, the intro, Nibbles would howl. He go, it was hysterical. Oh my gosh! I think I got I think I've got to record it on Facebook somewhere. But it's just so much. I think it's like the jazzy, like out at jazz or something like that. It well, was so funny. Well, well, here you go. We were talking about this before going on the air. We can connect these. Yes. Didn't we establish that professional wrestling is just soap operas and spandex exactly. for guys? Pretty exactly. much. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. We also Good got dude. Terry Crews, who uh, we mentioned earlier. He is the voice of Tentacular. Mm-hmm. And he replaced Mr. T as Earl Davro in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. 
as Mr. T yeah. played him in one. Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews has been in a lot of things. Yeah. He especially old spice commercials. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> that guy is look a beast. Now, uh, now look at your woman. Now look at me. Who's looking at your woman? Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Tatro was the voice of Lights Out. No, Revol- not you, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> Wrong, Jimmy. Wrong, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Tatro was the voice of Lights Out McGinty. He played a character named Rooster in 22 Jump Street, but apparently he's also a comedian on YouTube. Huh. Oh, okay. Yes. Tony Shaloub. Oh, was, that guy. Yeah, he he played Fred, who was the diner owner. Oh. Huh. Uh. He played, uh, of course, Fred Kwan in Galaxy Quest. Splinter in Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, and Adrian yeah. Monk in <laughs> Monk. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, I don't that's... see Tony Shalhoub as Splinter. <laughs> There's a lot of things about the Michael about the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies that don't make sense. Yes, that is true. I agree with at that. least the second one was better than the first. Let's just say that that wouldn't take much. <laughs> Still better than Ninja Turtles three. True. Okay, I'll take your word for it because it's been a long time. <laughs> Uh, Susan Kalechi Watson was the voice of Maggie, which played Winnie's mom. And in the uh, in a beautiful day in the neighborhood, she played Andrea Vogel. Oh, okay. Hmm. Tony Danza was the voice of Siggy, Tentacular's coach. And of oh. Course, and of course, he played uh, Tony Banta in the television show Taxi. Well, there's uh, one very, very important role. Exactly. No, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Never mind. Okay. Why did you have one? No, I'm thinking of uh, the 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 big show he did in the 80s. That was um, Taxi. No, he was in Taxi. <laughs> yes. Are, are we talking about the same guy, Tony Danza? Tony Danza. Yes. Oh, okay. This is Hello, why I patrons. Kept my mouth shut, Jacob. Huh? This is why I kept my mouth shut. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Oh, who's the boss? Maybe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank uh, Josh, who's just keyed that in from Rhyme City, apparently. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Saving my bacon. <laughs> he only thought he wasn't going to be able to help tonight. <laughs> of course, this had nothing to do with wrestling. So <laughs> <laughs> He's already trying to drop some wrestling facts in the chat. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Mr. T has some wrestling connections. I've seen his matches. <laughs> I've no doubt. Uh, Bridget Everett was the voice of Lady Mayhem. Mayhem. No, Mayhem. Mayhem? Not Mayhem. Mayhem, as in the the female version of a chicken. Got it. I double-checked that completely wrong. I double-checked this because I wanted to make sure. And uh, I just lost my spot. Okay, there it is. Uh, She played Drunk Party Girl in Sex in the City. Is literally the only other thing I saw. Wow. Okay. Is this a, was this a recurring character? I don't, I think this was in one of the movies. Okay. I, she had to have been an extra. I guess I'm she's guessing. moving up in the world. Maybe. Uh, Fred Malamed was the voice of the mayor and he played Arthur Hart and Todd Davis in WandaVision. Oh. oh. Uh, Michael Buffer was the uh, announcer in Stoker, and he is apparently a ring announcer in just about everything. If you've heard Let's someone... Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. 
Yeah, that's him. He's he that says guy. that in like yeah. everything. Yes. That's because that's his catchphrase. Exactly. Obviously. That's his bread and butter. Ben Schwartz was the voice of Jimothy Brett Chadley the third. If you can't tell, that's the uh the rich, spoiled rich kid who bought Tentacular. Oh yeah. But uh oh, me and that the guy, guy who was addicted to both Twitter and TikTok, the two most deadly cesspools on the internet. Got it. True. Didn't read it, maybe worse. Uh <laughs> he is the voice of Sonic in Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Yeah, that was Sonic. Wow. Okay. In the new Sonic the, in in the the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out two years ago, and in the and the sequel that's coming out this year. Uh, the last pre COVID movie. No, that was uh uh onward. <laughs> onward was the last pre COVID. The last movie. Uh, the last movie that was allowed to be a hit before COVID. Pretty much. much. Pretty much because it was going at the time it was going up against Birds of Prey or in the long name ah, that came out to ah, Harley Quinn. Uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah. I have opinions. Yeah. We all do. We all do. <laughs> you could go find out those opinions if you listen to that episode of Movie of the Week podcast because we did <laughs> review that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, well, it's more, it's worse. I was sitting next to my mom when we watched that movie. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. Yes. Why? Why? Because you it was a question all of your life decisions because of that. Oh, there is a w- movie that's worse than that, but we won't go there right now. <laughs> Brian Baumgartner was the voice of Clonk, one of the other monsters he fought. And uh, actually, it's the one he's fighting there in the uh, warehouse there at the beginning. The, the flat fight is obviously fixed. Uh, he was Kevin Malone in the office. Oh, okay. Rebecca Quinn was the voice of Axe Hammer. And this is our first <laughs> WWE person. She is Becky Lynch. Becky oh. Lynch. Yes. Oh. Joe, I'm going to mess this name up. Anoai was the voice of Ramarilla. And he is Roman Reigns in yep. uh, the WWE. Oh. Roman Reigns. Yep. Right. Who is one of several cousins of The Rock, who has been in wrestling. Yes. Can you smell it? And that's actually the last one I listed because honestly, nothing else, none of the other people stood out. But I do have Fred Tadasior, who was the referee, who both Jacob and me both know as Lieutenant Shax in Star Trek Lower Decks, aka Tell the Prophet. When you get to hell, tell the Prophet. I can't even, I screwed up the line. When you get to hell, the. Tell them Shaq sent you special delivery from Bajor. That's the line. That's the line. Anyway, moving on. All right. <laughs> if you've not seen Lower Decks, you should. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. I, I'm i scared of Lower Decks. <laughs> I, I, I was, too. I was skeptical about it. And he's not the Star Trek fan. I was scared because I was a freak. Because I saw who was making it, and I thought, this cannot be good. And I have it on Blu-ray over here. I enjoyed it so much. Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, I'm not be like i grew up watching the movies so i watched i love the movies i wasn't a huge fan of the tv series which made the ninth episode of that especially good for you because it was making fun of all the movies <laughs> very anyway true. just a couple more here and we'll finish and we can get to we can move on carlos gomez was the voice of jimbo coil 
And he played a character named Rafael Garcia in something called The Baker and the Beauty that was on ABC that kind of looked like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Charles Barkley, of all people, played Ray Brown Sr. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. The Charles Barkley. Really? Yes. He, of course, appeared as himself in Space Jam. That is true. Legendary NBA star. Yes. And Chris Eubank was the voice of King Gorge. And he is a British professional boxer. Really? Oh, very appropriate. I had to Google that one to find that out. Quickly going through the Kingdom Hearts connections. I'm going to beat Josh to this. That character was one of the pro wrestling references. All right. Yeah, going through the Kingdom Hearts connections real quick. We got John DiMaggio, who was the betting guy. and yeah, You guys guy. have like a six degrees of Kingdom Hearts or something on this show. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it started as a joke, literally. And we've been doing it ever since. Yeah. Because you wouldn't believe how many people are in Kingdom Hearts that are in other things. Yeah. The the, the connection is real. <laughs> now, there I have, I have come across some stuff that's like, okay, yeah, I don't have anything. but And then it got connected with Smash Brothers. <laughs> Ever since Sora got thrown into Smash Brothers. Does that not make Smash Brothers a Kingdom Hearts game now? It makes about as much sense as some of the other Kingdom Hearts games. Smash Brothers is the most nerdtastic video game ever because every franchise is in it. Right. True. But to be fair, there were actually a lot of Smash Brothers. I hate Smash Brothers. A lot of Kingdom Hearts connections in this, and I cut them down. All right. So John DiMaggio, who played the betting guy and tattoo guy, who most people know as Bender Bending Rodriguez on Futurama, he played Jacoby the Zombie Pirate in Kingdom Hearts 2 on the Pirates of the Caribbean level. Uh, and ironically, I think he's Waka in Final Fantasy X, even though he doesn't voice Waka in Kingdom Hearts, which is just strange. Mm. Uh, Susie Stevens Logan played a character named Andrina in Kingdom Hearts 2 hmm. with, through, uh, what do you call that? Uh, reuse audio? Yeah. Archive audio. Archive. Because she was the voice of Adriana or Andrina in The Little Mermaid. Oh. Ariel Sisters. Oh, okay. In that song. Interesting. Yeah. Phil Lamar was a security guard and he was uh, Phobos in Kingdom Hearts, which I don't remember who that was. I didn't have time to look it up. But Fred Tadasior, who was the ref, he is both the voice of Kevin Flynn and Clue in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Ah. No, Dream Drop Distance. Fred Tatasquar is in everything. Yes, he's True. almost as bad as uh, Frank Welker. Except well, most Frank of the time Wolf, he just plays the King. Hulk. That's true. Ooh. Maybe that's why they had him voice Shaxx. Anyway, that brings me to the end of my that first part of mine. What do you got in info and stuff? All right, so info and stuff. We have a score on IMDb of 5.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are able to watch it on Paramount Plus or Prime Video if you have the if, if you, you have are the Paramount Plus channel. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, exactly. All right, All let production. me tell you, I watched it on my way here, and Paramount Plus on the PS4 is absolutely broken and stupid. Okay, <laughs> and, I have no doubt. Uh, yeah, but I was able to watch it on Amazon Prime with one click of a button. There we go. <laughs> and like you said in the chat uh, when we talked earlier today, the moral of the story, use Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. If you have so, Paramount Plus on your PlayStation 4, just uninstall it. It's useless. <laughs> I didn't even try. So, well, thank the thank the Lord I updated to a PS5. Or, no, you didn't. It's no, probably on my PS4. On there too. I, never mind. I bought it on PS4. I'd be like, I guarantee never you mind. Did, and you did that because I got a PS5. And I'm fairly that is true. Well, never mind. Stuff. I updated from a PS3 to a PS4. He's, but you don't play games. You're just using it for the Blu-ray player. Hey, Drew, streaming send me your gamer tag after the stream. <laughs> okay, I won't do you much good. All I play is Final Fantasy XIV at this point. I'll just still just right. add you to my friends list. Then I'll just I'll send you obnoxious messages randomly. <laughs> okay. All right. So in production. All right. It was uh, produced by Paramount Plus, the WWE Studios. This was the first WWE movie I've watched, by the way. Yeah. Just There's quite a few there. out there. <laughs> That's impressive. All right. <laughs> All right. Walden Media. Real, uh, Real FX Animation Studios. It was distributed by, well, originally it was supposed to be distributed by Paramount, but why? It was so distributed by Paramount, just not theatrically. Yeah, not theatrically, but it was the, it was it was distributed on Paramount Plus. All right, so well, really, who could actually watch it? Amazon. True. <laughs> Yeah, Paramount Plus, the streaming service that exists just to make Trekkies pay out the nose to watch Star Trek. I will not say a word. (laughs) (laughs) Considering I'm caught up on Star Trek right now. (laughs) All right, so release date. So let's go back to the year 2020. Let's not. (laughs) Yeah, let's not. But for the sake of this review, let's go back two years covid happened let's move on yeah <laughs> really right. this movie was made two years it was supposed to be released two years ago i forgot yes, all about was. that all right all right so this this is one of the casualties of covid that is true so on september 19th 2019 the film was scheduled to be released on july 31st 2020 that didn't happen on november 12th 2019 the date was pushed pushed to january 29th 2021 on october 27th 2020 the release date was moved yet again to may 14th 2021 and yet moved again to january 27th 2021 to two to february 18th 2022 as a result of the pandemic uh the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you, COVID. Good night. Godzilla and versus Kong didn't have this much trouble. Oh, it's, you it's beat still me coming. to it. You beat me to it. I was about to say, and I thought Godzilla versus Kong had it bad. Do you realize how many times I had to change my podcast schedule because I, of that? I really do feel for you. I oh, really my gosh. And I, I'm, I not mean, done. Just... I'm not quite done yet, so hang on there. All right. So oh, on snap. The, on November, okay, it only gets it gets one more move. That's it. Okay, so on November 26, 2021, the movie made its final move to December 15th, 2021, day after my birthday. Exactly. As a Paramount Plus exclusive, canceling its theatrical release altogether. Which is completely wrong. They shouldn't have done it. That's my opinion on any movie that got kicked out of theaters. I agree. Even the movies I don't like. 
Yep. So that yeah, is all I, I have with you there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is all I am for info and stuff. Yes, that does mean I wish Trolls 2 had gone to theaters. It did later on, but not after Universal stuck their foot up their mouth by saying we're going to release all our movies this straight to video from now on, which they didn't do. No, they didn't. But they claimed that's what they were going yep. to do. But either way, because of the success of Trolls 2 on on home video. So if you do have if, so if you do have a chance um, so what you're if, saying is Trolls 2 destroyed theaters, Godzilla versus Kong saved theaters. Support yes. Godzilla versus yes. Kong. Always support Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> I just realized I'm wearing the wrong shirt. I have a Godzilla versus Kong t-shirt that says it's appropriate. Why, why can't we be friends? Exactly. And yeah, I'm wearing the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> hey, which I, I, I love that shirt. At, I speaking at it. Speaking as someone who uh, was in a giant robot and tried to get in between Godzilla and Kong to save my intrepid producer, I know how that goes. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, so the I, I have, I was curious if there would be a sequel. There is no sequel slate anywhere. Oh, I hope but not. you you never know. WWE Studios might be like, hey, let's do a second one. Well, it worked for Adam's family. That is true. Well, Adam's family too was, was better. actually better than the oh, wait, first one. Wait, I mean. wait, and I've I've already got a title for you. It's Ready to Rumble. Yes, that actually would be a very that good title. Be a very, very good title. I think that was the name of a Dreamcast game, actually, too. Yeah, actually, a couple of them. They were boxing games. Yes. Oh wow. So yes, that is all I have for info and stuff. All right, well, I'm going to quickly go through the summary of this movie for the people who have who want to be spoiled but haven't seen it yet. In a world where giant monsters and humans coexist, monsters compete in a popular professional wrestling global sport known as monster wrestling, with each city having its own monster wrestler. After the current wrestler for the small town of Stoker, the shark-like tentacular becomes the new world champion. He, as a jerk, then announces he is no longer going to represent Stoker. The townspeople are later told if they do not find a new wrestler, they will lose their town stadium and its revenue, which prompts wrestling enthusiast Winnie Coyle to search for a new monster representative for her town. Winnie heads to an underground fight and finds the son of the famous late Stoker champion Rayburn fighting under the name Steve. Winnie interferes in the match and causes Steve to win instead of taking a dive as the underground arena employer wanted. Steve is confronted by his employer and threatened unless he can get the sorry i got too carried away steve is confronted by the his employer and threatened unless he can get the owner back the money she just lost when he tells steve she can help him get the money by training him to fight tentacular realizing he has no other way to make the money steve agrees to be trained steve initially is uninterested in learning how to fight properly and wins his first match by evading his opponent Steve later tells Winnie he left Stoker because everyone saw him as an extension of his father and could not live up to his name. Winnie learns Steve lo loves dancing and decides to train him using dance moves. As they progress up the league's rankings, Tentacular announces he and his agent have bought Stoker's stadium and wants to demolish it as Tentacular sees it as a reminder that he will always be compared to Rayburn. Even though Steve manages to repay his underground arena employer, he decides to help Winnie, reveals his identity to Rayburn Jr., and challenges Tentacular to a match for the stadium. During the fight, Steve avoids most of the hits by Tentacular in the first round, but Tentacular counters his dance moves in the second round. In the third round, 
Steve brings the fight and is able to not only use dance, but land several hits. When he tells Steve to use tentacular suckers to stick him to one of the corner posts. When Steve goes in for the final move, he and Tentacular collide and are both knocked out in a move I'm fairly certain I saw in Dragon Ball. Tentacular gets up first, <laughs> but is too rattled to end the match. The crowd gets Steve back up by clapping a salsa bee, and he is finally able to defeat Tentacular and save the stadium. Going into And there was much rejoicing. Pretty Yay. much. <laughs> I think I've mentioned the other two trivia things I have. So the third one is during the title fight, posters for a company called Kaiju Limited can actually be seen in the background. Because huh. that was an original joke. Hey, the so, fact that they actually use the word kaiju several times in this made me happy. Yes. <laughs> the only other people just goes brave to enough show to do you that have been uh Oh, crud. Now I'm losing nerd points again. What is the name of that movie? Pacific Rim. Pacific the only Rim, other yes. movie that's been brave enough to call him Kaiju. Uh, there have been there have been a few other times it's popped up. I'm just happy because I feel like that word has finally gone mainstream. It's about dang time. Yeah. Anyway, Nathan, you since you are our guest, you get to go first. Yes. What is your first like for this movie now that we are finally getting to the review portion? <laughs> Well, you know what? Oh. One of the things that I actually appreciate in this is the world that's being built mm -hmm. in this. They, there's some nice little details here showing how uh, kaiju and humans interact with each other. I like the, the hover bikes that they have to fly around, the humans mm -hmm. have to fly around on so they can actually make eye contact and be eye level with the monsters. And how they construct the gigantic buildings for the kaiju, and then the uh, and then the humans have to find ways to kind of work their way around it. And yet, you know, be the kaiju still have to walk down the road to get to yep. get, get between towns. <laughs> yeah, and then they had uh, they made a they literally built an, a a ring for the wrestling out of cargo tanks, which was yeah. just that, that was, was pretty cool. That was yeah, good. It was clever. It was clever. I got to give them that. Good yeah. world building there, movie. Yeah. Yeah. The logistics of this movie is also my first like because there's just the way they go about explaining how these battles can take place, especially like you said with the bikes and you know, the, the training facility where he's actually lifting uh, locomotives. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't hear that earlier in the podcast. Uh, up to, to, to do the weightlifting and all that stuff. I thought that was interesting. I also liked when uh, he's. Uh, opens his locker to you know there at the thing and she walk and when he walks like through a small door so she can talk to him in his locker it's like you know what yes. that 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 i think that might be considered an invasion of privacy but uh, can you really have privacy yeah. when you're a 30 foot tall monster 300 foot tall monster. I, well and see and that's the interesting uh, that's the interesting thing is it takes a lot of things that we know from everyday life and then makes them gigantic and then kind uh -huh. of recontextualizes them further yeah. by saying, Oh, these are for giants. And then here's how the humans have to interact with it. Yeah. One of the things I, I just love is how the logistics in this thing are so well done. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even, you know, I don't even think about the logistics half the time throughout the movie. And I appreciate that. Cause so there's so many times I've seen a movie where they have ignored basic world building and such on some of this stuff. Cause it's less like, well, it, who we, they didn't, weren't thinking about it it takes me out of the movie and i'm glad i didn't have to worry about that on this one i had other things that took me out of the movie but we'll get to those later <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh 
Jacob, your All first right. like. My first like is the exact same sentiment of you two. It's like it's world building. It's setting up the world, telling us the prehistory before the the monster wrestling. And you know, I really enjoyed the the texture of everything. How they applied the how how the monsters and the humans kind of came to coexist and mm-hmm. like monster wrestling was born. I, was, I found it very fascinating. Yeah. Like you said, it, it, the backstory in the beginning of this made me think a lot of Pacific Rim. Yes. But yeah, it wasn't nearly as apocalyptic. Very true. <laughs> it's the idea. Of, you know, why can't we be friends be like, well, we can be friends. We can just, you know, use each other's resources. Yes. So, yes, yes. We will wrestle and you will be entertained. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, that's every day on Monster Island. I'm just saying. But yeah, the the world building in this movie is absolutely incredible because they think of almost everything, almost everything. Um, When it it regards to its world building, it's it's, uh, layouts and setups and everything. I found this very fascinating world building and it was just incredible. So yeah, that's my number one is world building, like the rest of you is world building. Right. Uh, what is your second like, Nathan? Nate? Uh, it's a little bit obvious, but I'm going to go with the monster designs. I was actually pretty ah, impressed, particularly hmm. with Tentacular. I love how yeah, he has yeah, those, that was all good. those. He, I like how he had all those tentacle arms, and then he would put them together to make regular arms, and then he would flex them, let us show off his 37-inch pythons, or it's more like 37-foot pythons. But, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that he would light up like a, like a like a glow stick. Yes. When he would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I will admit I felt like a lot of the other kaiju designs were a little less creative compared to that, but I still like them overall. Yeah. The, uh, Steve or Rayburn Jr. Whatever you want to call him was relatively simple by comparison, but I think it was meant to be, and I'm okay yeah. with that. I suspect Rayburn Jr. was the first monster that was designed for this. And he is probably based on the character in the graphic novel and everyone else is kind of built off of that look, especially his father, who's supposed to look like a more buffer version of him. Mm -hmm. I can't help but wonder if Rayburn, at least his name was inspired at least a tiny bit by Ray Mysterio because there's Ray Mysterio and Ray Mysterio jr. Could be Rayburn. And then in this it's Rayburn and Rayburn jr. I'm probably completely off that on that, but it was a thought that occurred to me. You know what you you would know better than I would. Well, I'm sure Josh will correct us all in the chat. So, yeah, assuming he's still dodging the uh, roaming Pokemon there in Rhyme City. Yeah, how's that? Are you, out of curiosity, Josh, I know you're in the chat. Are you on a uh, a Rotom phone watching us? Maybe he'll did answer you say in a minute. Rod- did you say a Rodan phone? What? No, a Rotom phone. Oh. It's literally a cell phone that's uh, being possessed by the Pokemon Rotom. Oh, oh snap! Yeah, those. I were don't know in, anything uh, about. Po- I don't know anything about Pokemon beyond Gen Two. Yeah, th- that was actually in. Uh, I think those were created in uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, J- Josh says they have Rotom laptops now. That's interesting. Oh, no. I just know we can't get those over here because of that stupid uh, uh, export law they've got. 
Yeah. But, but anyway, to go, to go, going back to the wrestling references, King Gorge. Yes. That is a wrestling reference. They literally call him the British Bulldog. There was a popular hmm. pro wrestler in the WWE. His real name is, I, I looked it up here. It's, uh, it's Davy Boy Smith, but he wrestled under the name British Bulldog back in the 80s. Well, there you go. Huh. That makes sense. And as soon as I saw it's like the British Bulldog, I'm like, oh, he's literally a bulldog from Britain. Mm, nice. Makes movie. sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. It does. Uh my second and life that could, is that could potentially be a kaiju reference because King Caesar was a lion I dog. Just, I actually just saw that first that, that uh first movie of his, uh Mechagodzilla or versus yes. Mechagodzilla. I just, I am still, admittedly, yes, admittedly, I am still uh, very young in my tokusatsu uh, uh, education, but uh, yeah. Hence why you listen to my show, right? I will admit it gave me a good jump start. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, you're (laughs) welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But uh, going off. Yes, Jimmy, I am stroking my ego. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yes, but I'm surprised you didn't catch the Easter egg I caught that is actually a kaiju reference. Oh, yeah. Did did you catch that Siggy's tattoo? This is actually my second like. That tattoo on his chest looks an awful, even though it's obviously snakes, it looks an awful lot like King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. Yes. Ghidorah. Yeah. Or Ghidorah. I've heard it pronounced like he has so many pr- ways to pronounce his name. I've given up trying to understand them. Yes, but I, I, I'm surprised I didn't quite catch a, a catch that. But then again, maybe I just didn't get a good enough look at his tattoos. Well, I mean, I, I just barely caught it because I was, I was sitting here watching it here in the studio, and I, and I was uh, watching because I'm, I'm looking for kaiju references because I'm thinking I'm watching a kaiju movie primarily. And I thought, oh, look, his tattoo kind of looks like King Ghidorah. Cool. And that was like the closest kaiju reference I actually caught in this movie. Yeah, because like I said, it's a little more wrestling than kaiju. Yes, but that's fine. Very true. But yeah, that was my second like. Uh, Jacob, what's your second like? My second like, this one's going to be a little different. Uh, I like the idea that our two main characters are trying trying their best not to be not outshined by their by their by their fathers, but it's the idea of trying to be your own person, trying to be your own person in that way. And I, 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 I enjoy, I enjoy that because you hear so many times of people who are, uh, the shadow of their father is looming over them and they can mm-hmm. never escape it. So we have these two characters are trying to break out of that mold, and I, I found that now. Granted, there's a lot of the story. It's just like. Okay, that was weird. Why in the world are we doing this? But I because it's a sports movie. I agree, it is a sports <laughs> movie. The uh, the idea that it's uh, it's two people trying to break out of the shadow of their father, and the fact that our main monster salsa dances. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, because I've I've done Zumba for a while, and I absolutely love Zumba. And I was like. Oh man, this is fun. 
this this has got a little more interest than me. So yeah, the yeah, fact. Well, that- I do want to park on the what you brought up about being in the shadow of your, of their fathers. Yeah, because there's actually a line, and I have to say that was a little bit of a surprise for me because the whole time you think that because you know, their primary motivator is let's save the stadium, Ugh. and that you think that it's just going to be it's just about money that's the whole thing but then you find out no i'm not trying to tear it down because of money i'm tearing it down because of pride because i'm yeah i'm going to tear it and this was the line tear down everything that casts that shadow because even tentacular was Mm -hmm. sick of being in rayburn yeah so the whole thing was so that was like an it was a nice twist like oh okay so it's not just something simple like money it's actually about pride which makes you incredibly vindictive, makes you a little mm-hmm. bit more interesting as a character, and makes me hate you more. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, my second like is kind of like a double fold. It's just the idea that it's our characters are trying to either escape from their parents' shadow, their father's shadow, or you have a ten- tentacular. Am I, am I saying yeah, it's him? tentacular? Yeah, tentacular is trying to erase that shadow because he knows he can never escape it mm-hmm. where you have Raper jr kind of embraces it okay this is who i am and let yep. me like uh like Dwayne johnson his father be like it's like yeah he was always afraid that he was always going to be you know you know rock's little boy but well, he, yeah, I mean, when he started, he wrestled under his father's name. He was yeah. Rocky Maivia. And then later on, he became The Rock. Uh-huh. And now you have, be like, Dwayne Johnson's this big megastar. And we're like, who's his father again? Now, basically. Granted, yeah, basically. Be like, he. Well, and it wasn't just his dad. He was He's a third generation wrestler. That's right. He is. Because his right. grandfather uh, wrestled, too. Mm-hmm. That is true. So it's this idea that be like trying to instead of be like with tentaculars be like, oh, I'm going to destroy it because I know I can never escape it rather than be like, oh, I actually enjoy doing this. This is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Yeah. just go with it it and be my own person. It makes him incredibly prideful and kind of petty. And I agree. And I I like it. (laughs) Yeah, that that seemed to me like when he said that, I was like wow dude like 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 okay be like yeah the the setup with be like oh because rayburn and his coach be like pass away in a in a in a a voyage across the sea and i was like wow you know i I will tell you right now i was half expecting the both of them to show back up before i was too i was halfway expecting i was like this is setting up setting it up for a really obvious twist isn't it because Mm. we're not actually seeing them die yeah yeah but they didn't go there, which is probably good because that would have been so easy. Yeah, they they did not take the easy route. They took the okay, let's kill off this character and not bring them back. Let's let's not do watch a they come move. back in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. If we get a sequel, that'll if, probably if happen. Coming, that's what'll happen. Probably. So yeah, that is my second. Because line. you know what the rule is: no body, no death. Exactly. Yeah. So you never know. We might get a sequel and Rayburn might return. And it's like, okay, where are we going with this? But either way. Uh, Rayburn Sr. versus Rayburn Jr. Yeah, probably something like that. At least for a fight. Yeah. What? You took away my title? Oh, I'm going to show you. You can't. This week at Monster Mania. (laughs) Hulk Hogan. 
versus The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. It did happen. Anywho. Y'all know more, obviously know a lot more about wrestling than I know. I know about this much. This much. I know it. enough to be dangerous. <laughs> that is true. I know that The Rock was a wrestler and his name is John Cena. <laughs> what? That's all I know. Wait a minute. The, the Rock? That's. I was mentioning the two references I know. Oh. I know that you, you can smell what The Rock is cooking. Yeah. And his name is John Cena. Oh, okay. Got oh, okay. The, the Rock is a catchphrase machine, let Agreed. me tell you. Agreed. But that's the Rock says. <laughs> Finally, he, The Rock that, has come back. And I know that Dwayne The Rock Johnson fought 7 and 9 on Star Trek Voyager. But anyway. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Nathan, your, fir- your third uh like for this movie well uh, jacob already brought it up a little bit but as a ballroom dancer i really liked seeing him use the dance moves in his rep wrestling repertoire it made me happy oh my gosh all right especially when he's literally doing a partner tango with one of his opponents that was funny that was very funny admittedly i the only bit about, about ballroom dancing i know is what i Sat through my while my mom was watching dances dancing with the stars. So oh my God. I at least caught some names of dances I knew. <laughs> right. I I recognized the words Pasa Doble when I heard them. That is actually a style. In fact, it is yeah, a that dance was the only style. style I've actually learned a little bit of Paso Doble, and it is a style derived from bullfighting. It makes sense. Interesting. Yes. Especially In when you're fact, fighting Raven. From what I understand, the idea is that the lead, so the man, is the bullfighter, and the woman is the bull. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Uh, my third like is, I actually do like the zero to hero story that yeah, we agreed. get going in this, but I do feel it's rushed at the end. Uh, unlike Hercules, where they rush the middle. <laughs> Uh, I, and I actually do think it would have been it would have helped a lot better if they had a a middle of the movie montage where he was fighting a bunch of different monsters. I think that would have helped me believe that he could actually go up against Tentacular in the end and actually be able to go toe to toe with him. I much mean, less I, I really thought that they were actually going to make him have a match with King Gorge and then they didn't. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll save that for the dislike section because I have opinions. <laughs> Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Don't we all? But yeah, that's my third like. Mm. What's yours, Jacob? My third like. The fact that. <laughs> I was stumped for a second, but I've got back on track. I'm now back on the ropes. I'm up again. So. Guess who's back? Jacob's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my for a my second, third... I thought that was a joke. So I was like, my third like. Pause, because I don't have one. All right. <laughs> I, I was. I've done was, that. I have done that. I, I, I was trying to play it off. It's like, okay, I don't have a third like, but let's go with this. Okay. <laughs> hey, I can make it work in the edit. So keep uh, going. Yeah. But either way, my, my third like is actually they use 
like design, like Nathan said before, like the idea of the design of the monsters. And they're like, oh, okay. Because you have um, the, like, it's not be like, it's the, the British Bulldog. I was like, dude, that's freaking cool. Because it's a monster Bulldog. likes the dog. Of course. Ray. Hey, right, 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 right. Woof. Wow. You're going to be talking about Clifford next. I just know it. <laughs> no, no. God help me if someone sponsors that on Patreon. Oh, gosh. My friend, the Kaju, they covered it. <laughs> Aren't you glad I picked Power Rangers? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. But the, like, the... The British Bulldog was like, it's a Bulldog with big horns. And the I enjoyed because they use more. They didn't go to the well. That like, is oh, kind of this show. That's this movie's uh, trademark with the Kaiju is they all have horns. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, they all yeah, have it horns. It seems like their aesthetic is find an animal, give it horns when it doesn't have horns. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes it a Kaiju. Yeah, pretty much. And just monster it up. Or the fact that you have Kaiju that are like tiny. But they're effective. Like the, I think it's like the twin, whatever they were, be like uh, Rayburn uh, Junior goes against at yeah, some point. Yeah, I don't remember what they were called during the um, the montage of fights. Yeah, but I, I found it it's like okay, longer. they 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 don't go to oh this is just a a copy of Godzilla or this is a copy of King Kong or they they do something a little different. They mix it up a little bit. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate just, the one thing. They, they didn't just make all the monsters pastiches of yeah. other kaiju. Yeah. Although, uh, what was his name? Uh, Ramarilla reminded me a lot of King Kong. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. I think they they even played into that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, same- but it's it's a little hard not to. Basically, yeah, any agreed. gorilla monster that shows up, you're immediately going to think King Kong. It's yeah. unavoidable. Yeah. Agreed. But the idea they 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 kept for the most part of let's let's make original characters or we're not having to get the copyright to an IP we don't own. So they, you know, well, got I mean, creative. I mean, if Pixar part. can't even get the rights to use Godzilla's roar in Monsters Incorporated. True. I That's mean, because Toho is insane. Yes, Toho is insane, because that would have been awesome. It's just a sound effect. It would have cost them five bucks. <laughs> uh, Toho would want 5000 because that's yeah, how they true. roll. But I, I mean, it would it would have. This was before ninety eight Godzilla. Ninety eight. Uh, it was ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight Godzilla. So I mean, I actually don't remember when Monsters Monsters Incorporated was two thousand one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand one. Yes. So yeah, this would have been after that. So maybe Toho was soured on America by that point. I don't know. Who knows? Either way, the idea of the the monster designs were very aesthetically appeasing, pleasing. And the fact to be like, they didn't just, you know, dip from the well. It's like, oh, let's make this character and change him up. This monster and take him up. Because you see that all the time with no creativity. And they actually mm-hmm. use some creativity to create their kaijus or their monsters. And I found yeah. that very aesthetic. Yeah. Now, if you're going, I, if you want to do pastiches of existing monsters, you can do that. And you can do that creatively. Case in point, the King of Tokyo board game. Yeah, hmm. there are several pastiche characters in that. Yes, but they get a little bit creative with it. So mm-hmm. they have a pastiche version of King Kong called the King, but he he has a it's over nine thousand scope. So yeah. that's how they 
mix it up a little bit. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to jump into our dislikes of yes. this film? Oh boy. Okay, Nate, you go right ahead. Rip this film a new one. What are the rules of monster wrestling? Because I still don't know how it works. <laughs> Thank you. How do you win? Do you knock the monster out? Is it a three count? No, it's a 10 count. Why is it a 10 count for a pin? But not, but then like, didn't they, didn't they try to throw them out of the ring? So they're trying to 10 count outside. Do they have a 10 count for when they're outside? Dude, the ring? They, what are the rules? There was <laughs> one of those fights where they were literally fighting in the Harbor outside of the ring and I then know. came back to the ring and nobody said anything. I know I that's know. a pro wrestling What thing, are the but... rules? Cause I was waiting. It's like, are you supposed to do a three count or are you supposed to knock them out? What, how, how does it work? Cause some of the matches end with knockouts and a few of them, they have to pin for the count of 10. I'm like, it's three in wrestling. And it's 10 when you punch a guy hard enough in boxing and you're waiting to see if he gets back up. But no, they actually pin. Please I think explain they confuse, your rules. I think they confuse boxing and wrestling. That's and, what it sounds like. And the WWE and the MMA, really should I'm know better. Sure as well. Yeah. yeah, it's got some of that. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. I, mean, I, think I was point, very I think confused because I... I'm like, how do you win? Because that's the point. That, I, I that is a problem, especially when you're making a sports movie. Yeah. You have to explain the rules, or you have, or it has to be about a sport where people generally know how the game works, because that is a way that you can create tension in least, your story. But I don't know we, how the rules work. Right. At least we did get a punch out reference at one point during this film during the training. True. <laughs> but there, there was at least that. Okay, my first dislike is actually an animation error. Oh, yeah. A yes. really bad animation yes, error. Agreed. So bad, I used it in the advertisement for this episode when I made that meme. And that's Rayburn's T pose. Because that was not an animated T pose. That was his static T pose from when they made the character model in, mm -hmm. the, in the program. You don't <laughs> raise up like that naturally. The way oh, he just popped up God. like that. Oh, so that was the meme. Yes, <laughs> yes. But he, but the thing is, it, it's so much a standard T pose. I recognized it while the movie was going, because his muscles are not at the angles they would normally be at during character animation or movement. They are literally static. He literally pops up like he's on a like he's a piece of plastic on a spring. No, I, do not do that. If you're going to make that joke, make it more natural. But anyway. Uh, here, I will no-prize it for you. T-pose for dominance. It was that too, yeah. <laughs> I will grant you that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Jacob, your first dislike. Uh, my first dislike is the stadium conundrum. This is the way I say it. All right. So the stadium conundrum. Okay. So they build this enormous stadium in honor of their fallen monster. And so they get a new monster. The new monster wants to leave. Okay. And so no, you have an empty go. And so this whole story evolves around saving the stadium. Yes. Right. There are huge problems with this. 
Okay. So the fact that uh, Tentacular is the monster of the stadium is a brand new stadium. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he have a contract with them? That's my thought. Be like this character should have a contract with this, with this town, with this stadium, whatever. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to leave. Bye. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you have a contract? Be like, if you, got a you have a contract, contract somebody. Yeah. Where's the contract? Be like yeah. you have to have a contract. If you break your contract with a stadium or a town or organization, what have you, you have to pay a hefty fine. And there's no mention of that. Here's another thing about the stadium. I mean, thing. Jimothy could have paid that fine and it wouldn't have mattered, but still mention it. Yeah, exactly. So then there's the whole conundrum of, oh my gosh, be like the, the, we're still, we're still, we have to pay in 90 days to pay off the stadium. 90 days? This is a horrible lease. That's a horrible lease. Oh my God. You're looking at millions and millions of dollars. You got paid in 90 days. What in the world? And here's another thing. Be like, this whole thing is messed up beyond belief. Here's my rant. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. This, oh, believe this is Jacob, me. Jacob, we're talking about. Yes. I mean, the man hates Galaxy Quest because it's too serious. <laughs> I do not hate Galaxy Quest. I just, it's not my thing. Which of you hates Monty Python? I do not hate Monty Neither Python. Hate Neither one of us are Francisco from Retro Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, do you even laugh? We just yes. heard him laugh. <laughs> He's laughing now. Apparently, he only laughs at, it, at his own jokes. No, okay. I have been okay. We have watched movies together, and we have I've heard him laugh at stuff happening on screen. He just has a. I, I, I have a very unique sense of humor. Let's say that. That's the, probably the nicest way to put it. Yes. I think you're wrong 90% of the time, but whatever. If uh, if by unique, you mean undefinable, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take that. So either way, either way, the, the stadium is owned by the people. They paid into the stadium in order for this stadium to be built according to the what they made as canon in this story that the people of this town invested into the stadium. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's established. So then it's more, Oh, we're going to, we're going to have to sell the stadium off to this company in order to pay it off. And Oh, we're going to destroy it by the end of it. And I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. And the, and the fact that the mayor, the mayor himself is signing away the lease without consulting anybody from this town i'm like whoa use bright blacks be like one if you have a contract with the people who gave financially to this stadium invested their money invested their time invested in recreating their town in order to fit around this stadium and now you're simply just signing it away like dude you are dealing with legal dude. legal federal all kinds of problems there and you're simply just signing it away dude it's worse than that think about it how did they invest in the stadium oh yeah it's obviously something the town uh had to have voted on like like in most stadiums they probably took out bonds oh yeah absolutely the town people are the people who invested that means they're the ones who got the bonds which means jimothy is paying them which means they're mad that they're getting rich yeah, pretty 
much because he's going to pay out the wazoo to destroy this to buy the stadium out. I didn't think from of that. Them, yeah, exactly. Because they're the ones who own it via those bonds right yeah. now. He's probably going to pay them off. Yeah, and it's just like that whole sense would be like, oh, the town is bummed, and like you brought up that really good point that it's like I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's like if if the town does technically own it, they own a portion of the the. Uh, the lease and everything to it. So if be like, who's getting paid? They don't specify, but like what you said, it's the people who are getting paid and they're, they're just, they're upset that the, Oh my gosh, they're going to make it into a parking lot, but you're getting filthy rich over it. And getting into my second slide. Okay. Because this kind of, and here I thought ranting was one of my spiritual gifts. No, no, let me let me get off on this because here's the thing, uh, and I'm actually going to have to jump ahead. So my third dislike is not going to make any sense whatsoever. But here's the thing: uh, Tentacular is so dead set on destroying the stadium to take out Jimbo and Rayburn's yeah. legacy, as they put it, just so he wouldn't have to live in their shadow. Yeah. Destroying the stadium is not going to cause them cause him to not be under the shadow of mm-hmm. Rayburn and Jimbo yeah. anymore. They are still always going to say that Tentacular was not as good as as Oh Rayburn. yeah. They will always say that because okay. Thing, I- I'm going to uh, I'm going to interrupt and defend that just a little bit because that was a very emotional decision. It made impulsively. He's looking at that stadium as a symbol of that Agreed shadow. Agreed so he's just going to take it out. And right. it doesn't matter that he has that the unforeseen consequences is still going to be. People are still going to say you're not as good as this other guy, even though but, he took down the stadium. But see, here's the thing. You take down that stadium. There's going to be a center of anti-tentacular hate. Think about it. This town does not like tentacular after he just, he's aban- he abandons them. And then it's because of him, their stadium's getting destroyed. So they are all, even though they should be getting filthy rich off of the bonds for this thing, uh, they are still going to hate tentacular for everything he's done for them. And there is a center of these people who are going to be able to feed off of their hatred for tentacular over and over uh, I think what Why? they're worried about I, with the stadium closing is that that will be a source of income they will no longer have. Okay, so they get yeah, paid for the bonds, true. but the bonds are not going to be nearly as much as having a massive stadium open and having events there constantly, breaking in all you. kinds of money for the co- for the community. Oh, yeah. right. I'll, I'll get into I that get later. That that's why they're that way. I'm thinking of it from tentacular's point of view. From Tentacular's point of view, taking out the stadium is not good enough. It really shouldn't not be good enough. He should be wanting to take out that town so that all the people who are going to always be pushing uh, Rayburn and Jimbo Coyle as the greatest people who ever existed, they're all going to be separated to the winds and won't be able to uh, you know, get together like that, assuming the internet does not exist in that world because I don't think they ever showed that. No, <laughs> it exists because that one guy is on the internet tweeting that all is the true. time true talking true but i mean he's a tech whiz i don't we didn't see much of anyone else hanging out on the internet but i could be doesn't anyway. matter the internet exists yes the internet exists i'm sure he, uh the kaiju battle the, the world wrestling kaiju reddit uh sub forum whatever <laughs> it's called would, it would go crazy over this and they'd all hate tentacular for destroying this town 
But honestly, if you're going to be evil enough to take out a stadium, go full evil, buy up the whole town, get these people separated and destroy the town to build the tentacular amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I want tentacular world. <laughs> <laughs> Tentaculand. Oh yes. The, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I had a joke. It's gone. Uh, anyway, Nathan, your next dislike. Okay. I'm going to save the big one for the end. Okay. So the rules was kind of big. So we'll go to a, a smaller one, sort of, but I'm saving the big one for the end. Am I the only one who thinks that I don't know who would be in charge of such a thing, but did anyone else get bothered by how recklessly the audiences, the crowds for these matches were er, er, endangered? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. I was just like, really? You're going to throw the monster over there? This isn't a, like a tiny person yeah. who's getting thrown into the stands. No, this is a hundred foot tall monster and one wrong move. And there's an entire wing of this stadium where, well, and you can't, you're going to have a, some blood soup up there. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, some it, pace. It's not, it's not like Power Rangers where you can claim they were fighting in the abandoned warehouse district. Which should, there shouldn't have been anything left of the Angel Grove Warehouse District after about three episodes. So, but whatever. I, ag <laughs> I agree, but th somebody there has the ability to build abandoned warehouses in a hurry. Well, let me tell you, over because Monster Island is in Ogasawara, Japan has learned how to rebuild from kaiju attacks very quickly, mostly because it happens every other day. Yes, I agree. So, all, all I'm saying is there was a lot of reckless endangerment and these people were saved only by the kids movie factor. Yes. Hmm. I will agree with that. Yeah. But Especially, I saw it like, it, yeah. it's funny how they put in so much work to do world building to account for a lot of things, but they yeah. don't account for how, for the reckless audience endangerment. Yeah. And it would have been easy. I mean, you got flying motorcycles. Just put a big shield around the entire, uh, around the audience areas and that the kaiju can't break or, through and you're done. Or just put the audience farther away or something. Yeah. They're kaiju. It's not like you have to be right up close. Exactly. Heck, you get that close. You're not going to be able to see anything. That's true. Virtually. You're going to see feet. And unless you're yes, Quentin Tarantino, that's not going to be very appealing. <laughs> You raise a very good point, oh sir. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, I kind of jumped in on my second dislike earlier. So, Jacob, yours. My second dislike, and it's going back to the stadium conundrum. All right. Because so, this whole stadium thing just bugs me. It bugs me about this whole movie. So, the the town is in danger because their, their, their new monster has left. And so, now you have an abandoned... Um, stadium that can't be used except for that one monster apparently hold yeah hold on let, let me use a good example be like if you go to our world you go to the real mm -hmm. world you you have like you monsters aren't it, in the real world what are you talking about i don't know <laughs> well i'm <laughs> not, not in reality i mean they don't really hang around east texas that often that is I will true <laughs> that is true the everything's thing, big in texas Including True, the kaiju. 
unfortunately, the only kaiju I'm aware of that's anywhere near here is, and it's not even really a kaiju, it's the chupacabra down in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't mess I know with that things guy. about chuba thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chuba thingy. All right. So to use a real a a real world example, you use uh, AT and T Stadium, also known as Cowboy Stadium, in Ar- in Ar- in uh, Irving, Texas. No, it's in Arlington. Okay, Arlington. Dallas Sorry. Cowboy Stadium is no longer in Irving. Okay, it's in Arlington. My apologies. You should know. You're the sports guy. On this that is podcast. true. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people will be like, "Wait, you put that in the wrong town? What kind of Cowboys fan are you?" I'm a pseudo Cowboys fan. Okay, I enjoyed the Cowboys growing ne- up. You just gotta know it's next to Six Flags. That is true. That has always been interesting. And the new uh, Texas Rangers Stadium. Well, yeah, because all right. So the fact that like. AT&T Stadium was built for the Dallas Cowboys. So if the Dallas Cowboys aren't playing, oh my gosh, we're going to lose money on this stadium. Plus, Jer- entertainment center. You could do exactly there. the the fact be like you can bring in more entertainment. You can do college games, sports. Yes, the college kaiju games. Yeah, the college <laughs> kaiju games. The uh, music arenas, whatever. So this movie gets this whole thing. Oh my gosh. We don't have a monster. We don't have a stadium that can be used functionally. Seriously. <laughs> be like, you're you're so worried about, be like, oh, if it's not a kaiju monster, if it's not a kaiju fight, we really can't use the stadium. Use your brain for three seconds. <laughs> what I in mean, the world are you thinking? If the biggest draw leaves, do you think they're going to find something else to hold in there? And they I, can. And let's be honest, we are not talking about a town the size of Dallas Fort Worth. I agree we with you. We are talking there. about a town the size of where we currently are, Jacksonville. <laughs> where yeah, we got a Florida? stadium. It's only what? good for the high school. <laughs> and this team actually happens to have a stadium for what is assumingly one of the major uh sports of of the area think of it like this so think of it think of it like this this is like what where do what's the name of the packers state i think that's lambeau field lambeau field Field. Field. yeah yeah that would be like the packers up and leaving yeah what are they going to do with with you there i would agree with that uh, the idea but the idea if you have a like even if you're a small town and like say you're you know you're they whatever the fact to be like that a stadium or entertainment center can be used for other events. If people are willing to come to the middle of nowhere to go see it. Exactly. But it can and be how, done. But how here's the thing. We admittedly do not know what's around. Exactly. Uh, Stoker besides the town I'm calling Pittsburgh. Cause I can't remember the actual name. Right. Of it, but that was the joke. Right. Cause it was the pits. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> obvious. That's, the only uh, other town we already know around there. So it looks like this town is in the middle of flip is in the middle of like Oklahoma or the equivalent. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> there. Wyoming. Yeah. Something True, like that. Wy- yeah. Wyoming. Certain only- parts of my home state of Indiana, <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> I've driven. Oh, you know, what's in New Mexico? Mexico? Giant ants. Oh yeah. Good point. Very true. And so, somewhere out there are the Tremors worms. Very true. called Graboids. I'm admittedly been only seen the first movie, and it's been a long time. They call them Graboids Boids. in that. They do. It's been a long time. 
Did I mention it's been a long time? <laughs> no, you have... didn't mention that it's been on a long time. <laughs> anyway. Jimmy agrees with me. You haven't mentioned that it's been a long time. Well, it's been a long time since I saw Tremors, even though I recognized Reba McIntyre the minute I saw her as a kid. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I found that very complexing. The fact that like there again, we don't know the like the the layout of the entire we only know this little town and this other little town there's no large dynamic of what the the country looks like mm-hmm. be like we can assume this is probably this is america but we don't know actually it's more likely britain because the actual name of the town is like stoker on avon which is a very british name true but why do they speak english um, like american english did you, you just ask why they spoke English? Wait, wow. Wait, if no. it's in England, why are they speaking English? <laughs> because mm. because it's my face palm coming through the mic because <laughs> Yes, it is. Mm. Why are they speaking but American? They're, they're, is they're, that what you're asking? Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Install a very large. <laughs> oh, well, why are they the speaking American? Because they hired American actors, because there's not all the thought was put into this show. Yeah, I gathered. I mean, you're talking to a guy who used to deal with the envoy for his bosses who claimed to be a posh British man, but it turned out he was actually half Scottish, and the drunker you get him, the more Scottish he becomes. Ah, okay. That, that was a good episode. I don't know the. I heard the movie was garbage, but the mo- episode, your episode of it was good. <laughs> oh, do you want to watch Yeti that bad? It's on Tubi. No. You can watch it no, for free. No, 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 I got too much to watch as it is. I've still got most of the Godzilla films to watch. But anyway, all yes, right, watch those. So watch, yeah, those. that's my second. And, and Gamera, but I know there's a couple of those I want to skip too. All right, that's my second. Uh there are four good ones out of the twelve. I but... said some of those I need to skip, not all of them. <laughs> Okay, apparently you have to watch the one that's about a funny chapter of my intrepid producer's life. So that was one of go. the ones I was going to leave on there. Maybe the uh, the the MST3K version. Oh, the the five MST3K episodes are great. But anyway, Rumble. Yes, Rumble. Yes, back to Rumble. That is my second dislike. Okay, Nathan, what is your third dislike? All right, people, strap in. <laughs> Remember how I said I feel like I've been spoiled by the likes of Pixar so that other animated movies like this just can't measure up? Yes. This is the biggest reason why. One of the things that Pixar is amazing at is crafting story, in particular, character conflict. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of setup in this movie for character conflict, particularly between Winnie and Rayburn Jr., a.k.a. Steve the Stupendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it gets resolved very quickly mm-hmm. to the point that when we get to the final act, when we're having the big final boss fight against Tentacular, they've resolved all their differences, and it's really just a match to save the stadium. Yeah. There's no more personal stakes because they resolved all of those in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Very true. Even though they had set it up for that. If this had been in the hands of a Pixar, they would have carried those all the way to the end of the movie. 
and would have infused the finale with a heck of a lot more emotional stakes. So it's not just whatever the plot is about. There are character stakes in this to make this more personal. That annoyed me because I'm like, why are we getting rid of this wonderful framework for character growth and character conflict? Because yeah. we set it up. Okay. Uh, Rayburn is lazy and is used to basically, you know, doing what they actually do in professional wrestling, which is put each other in holds, tell each other what to do. Everything is fixed. It's all scripted. Mm-hmm. As Josh said, in wait, the wait, chat. wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that wrestling is fake. No. Yes. And so are people. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not surprised in the slightest. Right. Yeah, that's actually a joke from a wrestler back in the TNA. He had a T-shirt that said wrestling is real. People are fake, <laughs> which is weirdly profound, actually. But anyway, no. so, OK, so he's lazy. Winnie is a hard nose. My dad was a pro was the best pro wrestling coach ever. I am going to whip you into shape. You know, I, uh, I'm a, uh, what's the, what was the name of Rocky's coach? Uh, suddenly I can't remember. Uh, uh, Mickey. I was like, I'm Mickey. You're a bum, Ray. You're a bum. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so, but that gets taken care of in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Agreed. And I'm like, why didn't you carry that over? Like, I need more of this. I need more of this conflict and you mm-hmm. abandon it by the time you get to the one hour mark it's to the point where the last 30 minutes they're the best of friends and they're just saving the day for the last 30 minutes. I was just, yeah, I was disappointed. Very true. And it's not just them. There was a lot of other stuff like that. Basically by the time you get to the last third of this movie, it's nothing but plot conflict. All righty. All right. My second dislike, and I'm going to admit that. Uh, sorry, my third. This is my third dislike. I'm going to fully admit this third this dislike of mine. Bye, is Dallas. Purely, yeah, I'm going to admit this dislike is purely on me, and it may not translate to other people. But here's the thing: I'm not a sports guy, so your life Does pro wrestling count is close enough. Sports like. I mean, they do actually make those throws a lot of times. Well, that's why they coined the phrase sports entertainment. Okay, so either way, sports-like movies. <laughs> I'm being anal, I know. I mean, this this is as much a sports movie as Yu-Gi-Oh! This is, is very a much sports, a sports movie. It's a sports anime. <laughs> I'm saying that for the le- people who are still wanting us to do Yu-Gi-Oh! On our, uh, in our group. But anyway... I saw that comment from Josh. Oh, believe me, it's become a thing. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. Oh, apparently I, I have impressed Mr. Josh. Ah, good. I do not understand. Here's the thing. I know I'm a fan. I'm a big fanboy when it comes to a lot of things. I recognize in some cases I have no room to talk about some things. About about sports fanaticism and sports obsession but i don't understand it i don't understand tattooing yourself with uh uh with dude i've been to enough conventions to tell you that the nerds do it too i know the nerds do it you're talking to me who doesn't go that far with anything this is a part of life of people's lives i don't understand where you obsess about something so much you're wearing you you are willing to have it tattooed on your body and live with it the rest of your life 
when even even if under best circumstances, tentacular is eventually not going to be popular enough to tattoo your whole body with. That's just the easiest, most obvious version of this. I can kind of understand the, the diner owner making the tentacular sign because, hey, you're you're binging on the fact that, hey, the, the next world champion is going to be, is from our town, so of course we're going to uh, get off of his popularity. And of course the barber shop there named Tentacuts because it's based on that. I'm, uh, I'm thinking she's going to have the easiest one because she just has to change her name. That sign is probably going to be relatively cheap compared to the neon sign that the diner has. But I do not understand the fact that to these people, this is their life. Mm -hmm. I obsess about a lot of things, but it's never, I, I don't let it, I've never let it consume my life to that extent, with one possible exception, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> you started an animation podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah, because I appreciate it. And admittedly, now that I have an animation podcast, and by all technical accounts, he started the podcast, mm -hmm. I just am the one who pushes the buttons. Uh, oh, you push buttons? That's what my producer does with me all the time. Pushes my buttons. <laughs> and I push his buttons. Exactly. Oh, calm down, Jimmy, okay? Here, I'll give you a rim shot just to be nice. Yeah. Anyway, I, it's... So much of this movie draws me out because I don't understand this entire town's obsession with Tentacular and the monster fighting in general. Now, admittedly, it's not my sports are never been my thing, and I'm kind of used to my things being not socially acceptable in general. Not not as well. Uh, keep in so mind the keep in mind their obsession is played for laughs. Yeah, I agree. We it know is. that there's stuff like this that's real. There are towns that they're very centered on their professional sports teams mm -hmm. or their college teams or something. Like you're talking to somebody who grew up in base in basically northern Indiana and just a stone's throw away from South Bend. What is one of the things that South Bend is obsessed with? Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. particularly their football team and i understand that they're like that but i am speaking as a person who doesn't understand it and it comes off as just odd to me and it is one of the things that kept me from enjoying the movie more i understand that's the main thing well, I, I, but, and like uh, but I said, again but again, like i said this is on me i recognize I was say, I but not, again i'm weird in this matter again in their defense one is play for laughs two People are probably just as baffled by your fandoms. <laughs> I I admit this. I just don't obsess. So with... let's call it even. Nerd. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> well, a nerd is no longer an insult at this point anyway. And anyone who tries to still use geek and nerd as an insult, I'm just like, you realize that that hasn't worked for about 20 years, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, like I said, I understand that I have a, I, a lot of this. I have no room to talk because I have my own geek nerdisms. I say as I look at like the two Star Trek posters hanging on my wall and the wallpaper on the back of my computer showing the doomsday machine blowing up a board cube. But <laughs> I recognize I'm talking out of my butt. My mind is blown by this epicness. Why didn't you show me the back of your laptop sooner? Uh, be, I can. Sh anyway. I'll send you the picture. Uh, but I, I recognize this is purely on me, and I recognize it's not going to trans... It, it, it makes it sound, me sound like a, an idiot and talking out my butt. It's just, I... 
I could not get into the fights with this movie as much as I would have with another movie because I don't understand the sportsness of it. That's what it comes down to. The sportsness. Yes, the sportsness. I don't get into sports. I'm just impressed by you inventing the word sportsness. It's the uh, likeness of being sports-like. That made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) That made more sense in my head than it did when it came out of my mouth. Uh, But before I stick my foot farther up my mouth, Jacob, what is your third dislike? At least I'm not the only one sticking my foot in my mouth tonight. All right, so this am I the third... only one who's managed not to put his foot in his mouth? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I guess Jimmy and Delit kind of have, but all they do is sit around and interrupt us. Uh, except Delit's been very quiet tonight, and I'm I'm a little this, astonished at her quietness. This concerns me. Yes. She's plotting our demise. You gotta watch out for the quiet ones. Apparently keeping track of uh, the chat has caused her to be distracted. She's that's why she's been so quiet. Plus, uh, I suspect I the uh, unwanting and wanton advances of a certain uh, visitor is keeping her distracted. Also, all oh, excuses, Jimmy. Excuses. Uh, so this my- is what happens when you record a podcast with me and my producer is near an AI right before Valentine's Day. I'm just saying. Ooh. Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought about that. Apparently, I should have. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dealit. She appreciates your sorriness. Anyway, Jacob, what do you got? <laughs> my, thir- my third dislike is kind of a nitpick, but it's the point where uh tentacular is the ceremony he is going to destroy the stadium and you see them loading around all this tnt all over the place and it's sitting right in front of the door i'm like okay so you're gonna blow the entrance up to the stadium and that's gonna be your big plan that i'm going to blow the stadium up but i'm gonna blow a very large hole in its door and i'm thinking like okay don't most when they had someone who appreciates Mythbusters and enjoys them seeing them blow up things such as yeah. the cement truck. I agree with you. They should have been packed that stadium full. Yeah, of more be stuff. like it should, should be like you see a scene like you know they they got charges everywhere and blah blah blah. That could have been like a like a nice be like oh the scene will blow up and this other time if if you don't if if I win, I blow it up. If you do, it's disarmed a whole bit. That could have been a good plot point. But the idea of all of these crates of TNT being stacked up in the front of the building and you're, you're going to blow the more, front door off. You're saying it should have been more split up? Yeah, it should have been more like a more uh, more dynamic story point. Instead of be like, oh, we're just stacking boxes up and we're going to do this plunger. And our hero comes in and saves the day by pulling a pulling a cord. It would have been better if it had been a giant wrecking ball and Rayburn could have caught it before it hit the building. Something oh, like that. that would have been cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. may have been too much to animate, though, at the end of COVID, if that's what the problem was. I don't know. Meh. I suspect I'm just suspecting because the time it came out, maybe the production got halted and stilted a little because of although, the shift to work. From although home. I have to give them credit. Rayburn Jr.'s line 
when they stop it from happening was pretty funny. Show up, but no blow up. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of funny. That was good. Yeah. Just the, the execution of, oh, we are going to blow up the stadium with dynamite. And we're not going to set charges all over the place and make it more dramatic. But we're just going to roll up a few boxes in front of the door and they're going to blow the door up. Well, I have a defense. Okay. Minor defense. This is a cartoon. Oh, agreed. agreed. And I don't mean that in the defensive way. It's like, oh, yeah, all the thing we review is a cartoon. I don't mean it that way. Right. I mean, this is playing on cartoon logic to some degree. Oh, agreed. Because oh, in yeah. any cartoon and it's a you comedy. Watched, yeah. Any cartoon you watch, this, a stack of dynamite at the front door would have been enough to blow the building up. Yeah. And so that's the logic it's it's working on. Now, oh, granted, as much of the other logistics in this movie, that shouldn't fly, but that's probably what they were thinking. Yeah. Yeah, just my thought of the idea of, like, like someone brought up a wrecking ball. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be a really cool idea. And, yeah. you know, Rayburn Jr. could come in and save it. Or the fact would be like, oh, I've set charges. Be like, if I win, I blow it up. If you win, it gets dismantled. Be like the 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 bombs or devices get dismantled or something like that. That would have been a cool be like, okay, here's your heightened to your finale. And then you could have, because you know it's taking place in the stadium, if he loses, make it like a cage match where the, the audience isn't in there because obviously as soon as Rayburn Jr. loses, they blow up the stadium with Rayburn Jr. in there. And Tentacular in there too, technically. But yeah, that would have been dramatic also. Yeah. And plus they could have gone all out without worrying about, you know, hurting people and maybe they could demolish the stadium while they're fighting. Could just a thought, yeah, because just the, a thought. Because the, the idea there's the there's the uh the the mother brings up be like it's not about the stadium, it's about you. It's trying to bring the point around like it's not really about the stadium, but the entire movie is about based the around saving the stadium. <laughs> I the yeah. idea is that the stadium is symbolic of them. Yes, yeah, and and I get for Winnie the stadium is all she has left of her dad. Yeah, I get that. It's still a building. Yeah. It's just the building. <laughs> the town is not the building. Her father was not the building. Neither of their fathers was the building. It's just a monument to them. And you can put, a, you can build another monument later. Yeah. If you really need one. Like the monument's now sitting on a hill somewhere. Yeah. There's a thing. <laughs> but either or, that was my thought. That's my number three dislike. All right. And that brings us to the end of another episode, which means we need to rate this thing. Nate, what is your rating for Rumble? Like I said, uh, in fact, I, I almost considered lowering my score after this discussion, but I think I'm going to keep it where it is. It's above average, but it doesn't rise to the heights of, say, your Pixar's. Heck, I'll even say Disney Animation or even DreamWorks. So despite the fact that this is about kaiju and wrestling, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. All right. Jacob. Uh, me. With the discussions we've had, I actually gave it a higher point because it's normally I'll give it a point, but during the conversations be like that number will fluctuate and it's fluctuated further down the, the scale than I initially thought. So like it has some good points but there again it has so many like catastrophic problems with this film that it gets a oh heck I'll give it a 6.5 as a film 
Good yep. night. I ought to. We ought to just make this unanimous because six point five was where I was sitting too. Okay. This is. Uh, don't get me wrong. There is a lot good that is going on in this oh, movie. Yeah. If if you're not being critical of it, like we, we are. are. <laughs> Uh, and I think most kids would not notice half the stuff we were we were looking no, at. No, I but... don't think the I don't think the kids would notice. It's a nice diversion, but I guarantee you that most people are going to forget about this movie yeah. by next year. You're going to be lucky if people remember this film by next year because there oh, are yeah. there's so many story issues in this. Oh yeah. Uh, shoot the the weakest Pixar movie is better than this, mm-hmm. which I know that's not a fair thing to say because. That's because Cars 2 is still better than most other animated films. Bugs Life is worse. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I have bad feelings about A Bug's Life. But we'll get to that. We'll get there when When we we get get there. there. Uh, So, yeah. I I think this falls down around where I feel like most blue sky movies were Hmm. in terms of overall enjoyment, except this one did not try to shove, did not try to preach to me. Yeah. Uh, So, which most blue sky movies seem to do want to do. Uh, So yeah, 6.5, it's an average movie. And I think it would have made a quick buck in the theater if it gone. And I don't think it's going to push many people to Paramount Plus, whether they get download the app or just watch it on Amazon. So, yeah, 6.5. Yeah. Yep. Which so should I make Josh happy and rattle off all of the wrestling references I was able to pick up on? You know what? You go right ahead. Well, out of the ones that I haven't mentioned already, <laughs> well, I mean, I one, of the monsters does a, one of the monsters does an RKO out of nowhere. At one point, the there is a poster for uh, for SmackDown, or at least it looked like SmackDown. I saw that. It's, I think it, it's when the it's when the mayor's talking. It you, was uh, generic the crowd, enough. It wasn't SmackDown, but I mean, it was SmackDown. Yeah, there's a point where the audience starts yelling, "You suck!" at the uh, kaiju during a match. Uh, trying to see what are some other ones that I had. Uh, well, there's a one that's not wrestling related, but they say, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, when uh, at the beginning of the movie, when they're talking about, oh, those are your lucky socks and Winnie just smells them. It just smells like victory. Well, that's an Apocalypse Now reference. That is. Well, yeah. I mean, they do just out and out use the NXT logo. Which, oh, and that, uh, then they, yeah, and they everywhere. And they, they also do some dirty dancing references. No one puts red yes, in the corner. They do. They oh, do my word. I, I forgot about the dirty dancing reference. Yes. With Lady yeah. Mayhem. The Winnie calls oh. tentacular jabroni. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tentacular poses like Hulk Hogan. Rayburn's theme is, uh, this is a boxing and movie reference, but his entrance theme is literally a remake, a, a remix of Eye of the Tiger because, of course. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, I think that's all the ones I had. So I'm sure there were more, but those are the ones that I picked up on all that right. I haven't mentioned already. Let's uh, let me go ahead and read the trivia question for next week. Uh, next week's movie is The Rescuers, not The Rescuers Down Under, the original The Rescuers. Oh, the, the one where they go to Dallas's neck of the woods. Yes, indeed. 
The trivia question for this, though, is what is The Rescuers the first movie to have in the Walt Disney canon? Ooh. If, and please don't answer because I want to save that for next week. <laughs> All right. I will post that on the Facebook page in the morning if I remember to because I have forgotten the last couple of weeks, but I'll do my best to do actually do it this time. Uh, other than that, uh, Nate, where can we find you on the internet? I, I got a list for you. Or, or as you <laughs> like to put it, as you like to put it, give us some shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. That is one of my other spiritual gifts. <laughs> so I am the host and curator of the Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu. So you can listen to that show on all of the podcatchers and on our website, monsterislandfilmvault.com. And you can follow us, uh, well, follow the main show's Twitter feed at the Monster Isla one and then there are several assorted uh, related Twitter accounts. Yes, including Jimmy's, which is at NASA Jimmy, <laughs> and then several others. And then you can also I find us on Facebook. I specifically like Crystal Lady Jessica's, to be honest. Yes, my pseudo-sister. Yippee skippy. Anyway, so <laughs> then there's also uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can support us on Patreon. That would be great. And uh, we're also on Instagram. I think I've rattled off all the important ones. We have a Twitch channel, but we almost never use it. We have a YouTube channel where I will post episodes and some bonus videos. I will do some Kaiju game streams, fun stuff like that. I think that's all that. You can also Follow me as an author because uh, as, uh, I am not just a podcaster. I am a writer and my author website is NathanJSMarchand.com because yes, the URL, the domain, I should say, NathanMarchand.com was already taken. I'm going to find that guy and I'm going to make sure that he's in the crowd when a monster has an accident during a match. So you can also follow my author Twitter at Nathan Marchand seven and my Facebook, my official Facebook page, which is called the worlds of Nathan Marchand. And then obviously my check out my other podcasts, which are part proud members of the Kaiju ramen podcast network, which would be the power trip, a journey through the power Rangers franchise. And as I mentioned earlier, Henshin Men, a podcast about the appreciation of Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. That's all the important stuff. Unless you want to be here for another 10 minutes, I should probably stop. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, other than that, I think that's going to be it for us because our stuff comes in the normal outro. So uh, you got anything else, Jacob, before we leave? Nope. This is a wonderful match. Oh, yes. This was fun. And uh, looking forward to making a trip out to Monster Island to uh, talk to you all about Godzilla the series later on. Yes, uh, you guys will be coming a, a little bit later this year. And because you are generous, generous patrons on MIFV Max, better known as the Patreon page, you guys are coming back to talk a little Power Rangers yes. later this year. I was actually surprised to find a Blu-ray of that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a Blu-ray. Yeah, I have the Blu-ray in my personal collection and curated in the film vault. Just did an episode on the power trip about it, actually. Yes, yeah. I enjoyed that episode. 
So, uh, did, did you enjoy the part where I owned Michael because he apparently forgot that that theme song was in the 2017 movie? That was stinking hilarious. <laughs> and I'm Pause the admit- recording right now and go look and uh, go look it up. A few moments later, yeah. Godzilla, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Now, I will admit, when I first saw the new Power Rangers movie, and you have the horrible five seconds of the of oh the my gosh, the yeah. Movie, uh, I didn't catch that it was actually the original version the first time, but I sat down and watched that movie a second time for some reason and uh, (laughs) did catch it that time. But yeah, other than that, I think that's going to be it for us. So uh, in the meantime, uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob and Nathan and we will catch. And yes, Jimmy from NASA. Yes. And we will catch you in the next Frank. Cue credits. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759 and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Let's slam it, baby!